Welcome to Teesside Vineyard Church. So today is a special day for us. You're probably thinking, what is going on? Why are all the tables all of a sudden? Usually we have rows of chairs. Um, and my name is Elijah and my wife and I, we, uh, we serve here uh, and lead the church with a team. And today is Vision Sunday. Well, you couldn't sound more unenthusiastic if you tried. Brilliant. And, um, and, and that means we get to celebrate, celebrate. And I mean celebrate, right? So the party is only as good as you make it. All that God's done over the last year. Uh, but also, we're going to have a look at what's to come. So what's going to happen for the next few moments is, uh, is I'm going to rabbit on for a little bit. Then I'm going to pass to Joe. Joe's going to speak into uh, some of the, the, kind of the stories and the highlights of the last year. And then we've got George, who is the chair of trustees. And I, you're, going to, you're going to love this. Let's have a drum roll for this. George is going to walk you through some pie charts. Hey, hey. And he's going to tell you what we've been doing with, uh, with the church's money. Uh, and how we've been, st- exactly, now you're excited. Yeah, now we want to know. I love it. The most emotion all morning. Um, so it's just, it's wonderful. It's wonderful. It really is. As we've been reflecting as a team over the last year. And this church, as a bit of history, has, has been um, in existence for 15 years, actually. But we came into this building and a year ago, Joe and I um, had the privilege of just kind of stepping up to help serve and lead the, the church in some, in some areas. So really, although we're 15 years old, we're kind of saying, cheekily, you know, it's been a year since a lot of things changed. So we're celebrating that. Um, so we want to walk you through some of the pieces. Joe, come over here. Uh, we want to walk you through some, some really some of the high points. If, about, um, about six months ago, I'm not sure if you're good with logos. Are you good with logos? Would you recognize Coca-Cola from Pepsi? Would you recognize Nike from Adidas or whatever? Um, so, so, Morrison's. So, a few months ago, I showed, look, there's our logo. I showed that logo to our church. And for those who are new in church today, guess who guessed it? Guess how many people in our church guessed it? None. The closest we got to that logo was it's Morrison's. I think it's Morrison's. It's definitely Morrison's. That was our beloved Keith. And um, it, it gave it a whirl. So we thought, Joe, you know, we got our work cut out of me, man. We're going to have to just try and reinforce the vision of our church and so people know what we're about. And of course, we're about people. We're about people encountering the fullness of Jesus Christ because he transforms lives. Um, this is just one example, you know, of, of what it means to walk in a relationship with Jesus. We gather. We gather because we are edified, we worship. Um, this is an expression of that. Um, but I want to just reinforce just for about a couple of minutes, really, um, who are we? Now, you guys know this, but on each of your tables as well, there's some little kind of um, slips of paper. You'll see them in the middle. There should be enough for each person. And we're encouraging you to um, write thoughts as we chat. We want to hear your thoughts, your questions. Um, And, yes, it's got the wrong date on. Anyone spotted that? Um, We are green. We don't want to reprint them once we saw the mistake. And anyway, so we, we thought um, it'd be good to hear your journey as well. You know, what's happened to you in the last year? Uh, whether it's been in this church or another church, what's some of, the thing that, some of the things God's been doing in your life? And for some of you, you might think, I don't know. And for others, there's some blatant things there. So as we chat, let's fill those in. Um, the first thing really is, we have a vision statement. It says this, build our church. You can follow along if you know it. Reach our community and impact our world. That's what we're about. What does that mean? Uh, so everything we do fits into that category of building, uh, building the church, reaching that community or communities with Teesside Vineyard Church, but also impacting the world with the good news of Jesus Christ. Um, so I want to just spend a couple of moments going through that, really. And the first one is, is Matthew sixteen eighteen, which is all on build the church. There's this amazing narrative um, where Jesus locks eyes with Peter. And I don't know if you know the story, but Peter abandoned Jesus, his best mate, um, just wingman, he went wall, and he felt really bad. And Jesus reinforced Peter, and, and he said, actually, Peter, you know, I see goodness in you. This is the potential that I see in you. And when it comes to local church, lots of us have insecurities. We think, I can't lead. You know, who would ever listen to me? I haven't got any gifts. What can I ever offer? But in this beautiful narrative, we see Jesus lock eyes with this person who abandoned him when you shouldn't abandon your friends in his, in his biggest area of need. And Jesus just reinforced again, and he said, your name is Peter, which means 
rock. So literally rock. But also the context was they were, they were um, at a place called the Gates of Hell. It was this local um, cliffside and um, we've got any children in the room? Ladies would go there as part of a ritual and um, it would be uh, all about f- fertility with Satan and this weird cycle of stuff. So Jesus took these young disciples there and it was in this place known as the Gates of Hell. He, look, he locked eyes with Peter and he said to Peter, Peter, on you I'm going to build my church. On you I'm going to build my church. And I've put there, put your name into that. And that's not changing the Bible, but God calls each of us. So what does it mean for us to build our church? And it's this real idea that actually um, we're about encouraging believers. For us, we've spent a lot of time and budget this year in working with people. How do we develop you? How do we listen to what God's doing in your life? How do we share um, your story? You know, what's some of the ways that you can step up and and just achieve in, in all areas of life? That's his heart, and that's our heart as a church. So this is, this is kind of um, all comes under the build our church piece. Um, and also, I think it's around, Joe, I think you'd agree, it's around deepening relationships. Building church isn't just, we've got to go and tell everyone about Jesus Christ. But actually, how do we take care of everybody here? Whether that's a listening ear, whether that's a phone call or just sharing information. How do we get better at this stuff and take people on a real journey? of building church. So Jesus calls us to build the church and actually commissions each of us to play our part, um, whatever your gifts and abilities today. Now interestingly, I want to just throw a little curveball here. I want you to repeat after me, Elijah, there are three C's. Thank you. And not to be patronizing, just so we're all on point. So there's three C's that are in this room today. There are the community, so there's three C's when it comes to any church or organization, whether it's business or church. It's this idea that you get these people who were bought in. You get others who kind of like what you're about and would say you know, they affiliate with you know, who you are. And then you get the others who just float around the edge, who dip in every now and then. So the community for us is, is, is Christmas time, isn't it? Last Christmas, this place was rammed full of people. We met loads of people and we haven't seen some of them since. They'll probably come back this Christmas. That's normal. Uh, we joke about it in church land, it's hatch, match or dispatch, that's when most people go to church, either christening, um, get married or someone's dying and you know you, you go to church then and it's true isn't it, but actually so that's the community, our heart as a church as we build church is to see people from the community as in physically but also those who are dipping in and out to, to, to move in and say I want to be at this table, there's a table in front of you today and that's on purpose and really, the model of our church is a table. Um, it is a place where uh, the bread of life is served. Um, Jesus said, I'm the bread of life. And it's this idea that the church for us should smell good. It should feel good. Uh, what we are offering to the world is, is it's amazing, isn't it? It's succulent. It's, it's food for the soul. But actually, so the table is a representation of people coming together and us beginning to kind of distribute the bread of life to people. So around this table, around your table, look around. You might see there's three, or if there's you know, a couple of you, might not, but, but if there's a bunch of you, you might think, actually, I haven't seen you before. You know, perhaps you're part of the community. You are dipping in, checking things out. Fantastic. Amazing. But actually, Jesus doesn't call us just to be on the edges, does he? He wants to invite all of us into relationship with him. And then you get the, the community, then you get the congregation. Those who... Uh, don't just dip in now and then, but those who are here, you know, you might come two or three times a month. That's my home church. I, I you know, I love that place. And you uh, come, you sing your guts out because you worship Jesus, and that's awesome. And you might, you might even get involved in a connect group. And there's some movement there from just dipping into. There's a journey going on. You know that God's called you, that you're finding your place, that you're working things out. That that's that's the congregation. So there's people around your table today who are congregation but then equally as Jesus locked eyes with Peter he didn't just say to Peter hey I want you to stay in this middle sweet spot where you were kind of like working things out he said Peter I've called you and with a call comes responsibility so for Peter it cost him his life hopefully no one here dies for the sake of the gospel but Peter he died upside down on a cross and ultimately Jesus invited Peter into a relationship with him which led to his death so what a call to answer. And for some of us, we're not, we're not going to answer that call of, of being called into death. But we are going to be called to pursue him with all we are. With our, uh, our time, our abilities, with our worship, with our lifestyle, 
with our evangelism pieces of telling our mates about Jesus, with our prayer lives, with our finances, every part of our lives, he's calling us into relationship with him. So those guys, Peter was the core. And Jesus modeled it. He had the three, his three best mates, who he invested in deeply, who followed him, gave everything. Then he had the 12. Then he had the, the, the layers of people who followed him. And then there was the 30-odd. Then there was the 100-odd. And there was levels of people who pursued Jesus. Some said, I can't give all I am, Jesus. I'll follow you for a little bit. But for me, this is as close to you as I want to get. If I get any closer, you're going to ask me serious questions about my life. So for us as a church, as we build church, it's calling people with the same call as Jesus. Hey, can you move closer to him as he calls you into trusting and relationship? Does that make sense? So build our church. Uh, reach our community. This is the piece where I think it's self-explanatory. And uh, you'll see on the screen, um, reach our community, Acts 1.8. I love this because there's a real transaction happens. And it's, it's so famous, but it says, when you receive power, uh, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria. And most of you are thinking, where the heck are those places? And to the ends of the earth, or in Thornaby, across Teesside, and absolutely to the globe. And we were chatting this week about just the people who've been a part of this church over the last year that we've known, who've come, who've been a part of it. Some have been baptized, been in community groups, worshipped here. And then suddenly God's called them to university somewhere or to a relationship somewhere. And suddenly they're taking some of the goodness that they've found here and to nourish other people. That's impact in the world. But equally, all of us are not called to be missionaries. You know, some of us will live in Teesside our whole lives. I hope we do. But, and it's this idea that um, all of us are called to impact our world, whether it's the workplace, our families, our neighbour. It could be the subtle things, but it could be the radical things. It's this idea that as a church, um, as we build our church, reach our community, that, that people's lives begin to, uh, to change. So it starts with the transforming power of Jesus, doesn't it? You being filled, us being filled, being nourished, coming to the table and finding nourishment. And it's, it's, not, it's not a hilltop experience, is it, the Christian walk? There's loads of moments where you think, I just don't know, I don't know what's happening. I'm stumbling around in the dark for a while, trying to find clues or answers. So the table's a representation of coming, finding nourishment. But equally, we've got to push away from the table, and we've got to go and serve the bread of life to other people as well. Otherwise, we get lazy and complacent, and it becomes about just us when God calls us to action. Joel share more in a moment. And the last piece, so build that church. Are you all tracking? Reach our community and impact the world. Yeah. And just, again, that idea that we were talking about of people, um, kind of crossed them over there a little bit, but people coming, being empowered, and then having an impact, whether it's here, local, or global. You know, we've got to have a mandate to go. It's got to be a part of our core DNA as a church. We don't want to just stay here as the same group of friends. But actually, we want to see um, new people come and join and be changed. Can you give me a show of hands, those who've joined us in the last year? Uh, or those who have, have been a part of the journey or he, even here in the, yeah, in the last 12 months? Like, that's, that's a lot of people. That's amazing. And there's lots here to do who aren't, lots who aren't here today who've, again, been a part of that journey. How wonderful. So, so reach our community. So build our church, reach our community, and impact the world. Um, Joe, what are you going to talk about? Turned it off. Um, hi. <laughs> Little marital dispute there. Um, yeah, so um, it's amazing to see how many have joined us over this last year. You know, we're so excited that you're on this journey with us. And again, for those who have been on the journey a bit longer with us um, and with this church, as Elijah said, for 15 years, it's amazing, um, you know, what God's been doing um, in us and through us. And uh, for those of you who were here was uh, when we joined last year when we took over the leadership of the church and we had some vision vision evenings where we shared some vision what we wanted to see achieved over the next year and I've not got those to hand but I'm going to um, just point to some of the stuff that we who mentioned in those um, so 
we put on one of the things that we wanted to do some building work. So this is, you know, some of the boring stuff. But um, just to keep you up to date with what's been happening, um, we finished the refurb on the toilets, which was a big thing this time last year. They are finished and completed. Amazing. Um, and we've got some um, ongoing building works with our um, balcony space in the back hall. I don't know if any of you have been up there. We've got the youth um, meet on one side and we've got our new church office on, on the other side. Um, it's a work in progress, but we get in there to have those spaces functioning and working for our young people and for for Rihanna as our admin assistant working up there and a few of us are working up there at the moment and having our, our team meetings up there so it's just great to have these spaces functioning and working um, yep. our youth and kids as we mentioned before the service we've um, we had no really didn't have any really youth group about this time a year ago we didn't have any under fives um, teaching so we're just so encouraged that people have stepped up that um, we've got a thriving youth group now that meet on a Sunday morning on a Monday evening um, we've got a thriving under fives um, ministry going on which we see new kids at every week um, so please continue to pray for our leaders um, as they've stepped up and are serving and our impact in the lives of, of the children and young people because um, these are the future of our church um, so that's really exciting we've seen salvations we've seen baptisms we've seen people journeying closer with jesus which is what it's all about isn't it we've seen i think we've baptized three people over the year um which is fantastic just so encouraging to see lives changed um and we've seen people coming on a journey which links us into alpha we've had our first alpha this year as well which was amazing fantastic i think we had about 40 45 people every week um and within that, we had maybe eight to ten new or non-believers or very, very new Christians um, who have been on an amazing journey and um, have learned so much about, you know, what it means to be a Christian and have actually asked for more. So we had six official um, Alpha sessions, um, but those people wanted to conti- continue on their journey. So we've had a few extra sessions. We've got our last, um, our last session, which is the Holy Spirit one this Tuesday evening. Um, so please pray for that. You know, we'd love to see those lives transformed forever. Um, and to see um, salvations happen. Um, so that please pray for Tuesday evening for our last um, Alpha session. And then um, those people are hoping to join um, connect groups, you know, that are already part of our church. Um, and just as a church family, you know, we've seen God do amazing things just in our community in how people are um, becoming friends, how people are relating to each other, how people are um, just getting closer to each other. And we can really just see that community grow. So we're just thankful to Jesus really for what he's what he's brought us on in this journey. Yeah. Um, so staff-wise as well, I know um, we're going to go over some financial stuff later, but um, we've really stepped out in faith really with um, some staffing because we see we saw God moving and we didn't always have the people power to see things come to fruition, so we've invested in some staffing. Um, as you know, Paula um, has worked for the church for a while and we took her on officially because she was like self-employed before, so we're officially employing Paula as our community outreach worker. Um, so she um, runs, as she shared a few weeks ago, she runs um, most of our outreach events, which include the Christmas fair and the summer fair. Um, she runs lunch clubs during the holidays and she runs uh, midweek group sessions for local families or any families that want to come to those and um, providing a safe, warm place for them to bring their children to. Um, I think the last figure I got from Paula was around 160 families a week, which is fantastic. Um, and we're really. Um, Paula and I and a couple of others um, are able to just sit and chat with, with women that come, you know, that are finding parenting hard or, you know, just need someone to chat with. Sometimes you just have a little meltdown and you need someone to be there for you. So it's an amazing um, ministry. It's not just a toddler group. It is an amazing ministry. So if anyone has any free time on a Tuesday, all day Tuesday or uh, Wednesday morning, um, then, you know, it'd be great to have some support so that you know those people can really have some people to talk to you know when they're coming in that place um which is great and then um as we mentioned two weeks ago and um, we've took Rihanna on as our admin assistant Ooh. and she's already done some amazing things yes. yay and we just really saw um where we needed to improve with our communication um and with just keeping on top of admin really because it's you know gets a bit messy sometimes um, to keep things um, you know ticking over and being able to grow in that area so one of the things that um, Rihanna is going to be focusing on is church suite if you haven't heard about church suite it is the church managing software 
database. There you go, Teresa. Teresa's the other expert. It's the church database. So it holds information. It stores our contact details. It stores all of our rotors for our teams. It stores um, information about people that attend our events and the midweek groups. Um, and it just allows us to be able to communicate effectively with everyone and it, it can run events. It's very, very, very good. And we're going to hear more about that next week. Um, we we realise we don't want to over, over bombard people with too much information. So we're going to go more into depth with Church Suite next week because this is really key to, um, to how the church is running at the moment with rotors and communication. Um, so we're really excited for all that Rian is going to bring and is already bringing to our team so that's great um, also as you know Elijah and I um, took this position voluntarily last year um, I've just come on part-time um, as a paid member of staff just to be able to give some more hours so I can put the kids in some childcare so that I've got a bit of headspace to be able to give to this um, really excited to, to be spending more time just focusing on um, how we can do things on a Sunday morning and how we can support the teams that we've already got and how we can grow teams um, and just hoping to bring a bit of uh, streamline some stuff so I'm really excited to be um, able to give some more time to that um, so I think that was the staff stuff um, so I think <laughs> I've always got a list always got a right list um, and I think just generally we've just been trying to be more intentional about bringing people on a journey um, with Jesus and investing in people and creating spaces for people to meet with Jesus. And this has been through a lot of prayer. Um, you know, as part of the leadership team, we, we're always praying. And um, as many of you know, before the summer, we had a weekly prayer meeting on a Sunday evening. We're going to be starting that up again soon because that was so vital um, to kind of the church and, and what God was doing. And... Um, yeah, so, and just um, really inviting, we hope that people have felt invited to, to come and be part of what's happening, um, whether that's um, just here on a Sunday morning or through connect groups or through serving. You know, serving is a big part of, of what we are about here, and we feel that that helps people to be connected, helps people to feel like they've got a place here. Um, and we hope that people have felt that they've been able, they've been invited and able to serve and have been supported in that as well. And um, we've seen the launch of our women's event. Um, and for those who came to that, um, I think it was very clear to see that there's a real a hunger and a need uh, for women. And there was most of the women that attended that were from either other churches around Teesside or friends and family that were invited. I think there was only a few of us actually attended from this church. And um, there were 60 there altogether. So that just shows the hunger and the need for, for you know, God to be moving in the, in the women. And there was already a double... I think last year there was 30, this year we had 60, so we're just um, excited to see what God's going to do um, with that event um, next time. year. You guys need some man time, definitely. <laughs> um, so I just wanted to take, I know we've done a bit of talking now. Um, as Elijah said, you've got some paper on your table. Um, I just wanted us to take a moment just to pause and reflect. Um, for each of us, you may be new today, you may have been coming for six months, you may have been coming for couple of weeks you may have been you know part of this church for a few years but what what have you seen God do in your life this year what is what is the journey that you've been on have you been um called into a deeper relationship with Jesus have you been challenged to read your bible more regularly to spend more time with him have you been challenged to serve have you been um taking a risk this year what has God been doing in your life let's just take a few moments to to think and, and reflect on that for a moment so as we think about um, the journeys that we've been on, where Jesus has been calling us and the risks he's been asking us to take, um, let's look ahead to what we want to see. Um, as we are you know, continuing to invest prayerfully and, and with our time into, into this church that God has called us to, what do we want to see? Um, as you know, we already run Connect Groups. And we, we're going to be given a bit more of a focus on Connect Groups because I think that um, although Sunday morning church is fantastic and we see so much goodness happen here, um, you know, the, the heartbeat and the life of the church um, really happens in connect groups because that's where you, um, oh, for those who don't know, a connect group is a midweek group and we meet in homes around Teesside. Um, we journey together through the Bible, um, through praying together, through just being um, community and family together. Um, 
sometimes we share food, sometimes we have worship in there, but it's generally just, um, you know, journeying through through the Bible and, and getting to know each other and getting to know Jesus better. Um, so we we really think that these are key to our church, you know, to, to those people, like Elijah said, those people who are part of the, just the congregation or the community, to get those people really connected in and part of part of what um, what Jesus is calling us to here at Teesside Vineyard Church. And it's really important to um, spend time with people and to get to know each other and those those connect groups are a, are a really amazing opportunity to do that. So if you aren't in a connect group, we'd love um, to see you in one. And we'd love to see every member of our church in a connect group over the next year. Um, and um, I don't think Maria's here today, is she? Um, so um, we've um, been praying about someone who can step up to oversee um, connect groups because we just felt they needed a bit more of a push, a bit more of input. Um, so we um, asked Maria Murray. Um, she's not here this morning, but she has um, felt God um, confirmed to her that this is what she's supposed to be stepping into. So Maria is going to be taking over the oversight of the connect groups and putting some energy into um, the teaching and connecting the connect group leaders to make sure everyone is supported and to make sure that we are all on the same wavelength. Um, so that's really exciting. Um, so Maria is going to be doing some stuff over the next few weeks and months um, to see that that happens. That's really exciting. But if you're not in the connect, actually I meant to say earlier, um, in preparation for our church suite chat next week, um, you'll see on the tables a connect card. Um, these are really, really important to our church because we really want to keep connected with you guys. And I think a lot of you have filled one of these in and you are on our database, but if you haven't filled one in, please, please, please do um, with your... Um, definitely with your mobile number and an email address as they are the main ways that we can contact people um, and then we can make sure that everyone is on our database so that we can all be um, part of what happens with Church Suite and in preparation for next week and yes and hand them in you can put them in oh you can put them in the giving envelope um, later on or in the offering basket as that goes around later on or just hand it to me or Elijah that's fine um, you can also say if you'd like to know more about connect groups so if you would love to find out some more about being part of a connect group just tick that little box on there and we can get in touch with you about that um, so yes that's great um, we, as I mentioned earlier, Paul is doing some amazing work in our community and we're hoping to start a, a new community outreach um, project after Christmas. Um, we're going to be hoping to start an um, after-school kids club on a Thursday evening for the local kids to have a fun and safe, warm place to come after school um, where they can learn more about Jesus. And um, the interns are going to be um, quite vital in the running of that as well, along with Paula and um, hopefully a few more volunteers. Um, but that is another way, you know, that we can connect with our community. We can serve these kids um, that need a warm place to come and where they can learn more about Jesus. So that's really exciting. We've got our kids back in here. Welcome, guys. Thanks, Matt. Yeah, there's some more seats down here. Um, and we'd just love to see, um, generally as well, more freedom in worship. And that's not just our sung worship. You know, worship is, is, is part of our lives. It's everything that we do. It's everything that we um, say, everything that we think, how we communicate with each other. Um, you know, that is, that is worship. And we'd love to see um, all of us grow in that. Um, and just for people to just come and feel like they can, that they can meet with Jesus on a Sunday morning as well. Because I think sometimes... You can think, you know, I'm not, I'm not good enough to sit there with my hands in the air, to stand there with my hands in the air and worship Jesus. But, you know, it's not about how good we are. It's not about how holy we are. It's about how good he is and about how holy he is. And that's why we come and worship. And so, you know, Elijah can stand here and you might think, oh, you know, I'm not as good as them. You know, we're not good people. We're just people that have said yes to Jesus and we want to worship him. And, um, and that's the call for each of us, that we'd love to see people just um, release more um, in that um, on a Sunday morning, but, you know, throughout our lives, you know, in the week, what it means um, to let Jesus um, impact all of our lives and all of our worlds and everything that we, we do and say. Yeah. Um, yes. Okay, take a breather. That was a lot of information. Process that. So I think what Joe's highlighted there is that there's, some been, there's been some positives. Would you agree in the last year? Oh, come on. Uh, I suppose a couple, Elijah, you know, if I have to push, if you push me on it. You know, there's been loads of pluses, loads of pluses. Um, and we're going to get on to team in a minute. One of the highlights for me has just been the team who've stepped 
up. So those guys who are rushing towards the car, who were like, I'm going to prop this, this thing up, I'm all in. So last, three or four weekends ago, I'm rubbish with dates, we took about 25 um, like leaders away for a, for a night or two. And it, you know, it was just incredible. Come and journey with us. Join in. Next year we want to go. We want to take 50 leaders with us at least. And just, it's community. It's people who are carrying it. It's like, it's, it's brilliant. It's brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. Um, the last thing I want to mention, because it's classic Elijah, is, yes, we're a year in, but I'm already thinking five years. So I'm thinking about, you know, where else can we begin to, like, plant? You know, we've never, I don't think we've ever birthed churches, um, but the Vineyard Network, we, we plant churches. That means we start small communities and expressions in other locations, and we watch them grow. So we're a year in, and I'm like, I'm delighted with what's going on here. But I know that ten minutes down the road... In, uh, in Ingleby, for example, um, there's like how many tens of thousands of houses there, loads of people, there aren't loads and loads of churches going on in the area uh, with kind of our expression. And I'm thinking, you know, what would it look like for us just to prayer walk for a bit around there and just kind of see what bubbles up, you know. So, so you know, we're looking, although we're not here yet, Joe's like, slow down, Elijah. You know, we're looking for leaders. Who wants to go and plant churches? You know, how do we train and prepare you? How do we uh, release you um, over the coming years to, to really reach Teesside? That's our vision. You know, every person in Teesside needs to hear the good news of Jesus Christ in one way, shape, or form. Our job as a local church is to create spaces where people can encounter Jesus. Whether that's a relevant conversation over the coffee machine, whether that's a quick chit-chat over the garden fence, or whether that's bringing them to church for an event. You know, we've got to create spaces where people encounter Jesus. Otherwise, we're all doing glorified social work. It's like we make people feel good, events, but he brings change and transformation. And that's what we're doing. So I'm like, Ingleby, it's on the cards. No, we're not there. We haven't got the teams. But this is why it's called Vision Sunday. Because John Wimber, who started the Vineyard Network, he used to say, it's the idea of the now and the not yet. And, and it's this expression that the kingdom of God is coming in power. You know, So there's still people who we love who might pass away. Or there's still situations that are rubbish around us. But equally, we get to be a force of good and blessing. Us as a local church, it's this now and not yet tension of, you know, we want to see future things happen. We're kind of in this place where we've got to build towards that. But he uh, has given us power and authority, and we're going to see amazing things happen. So we'd love, to, over the next 10 years, let's just pick a random number. Joe, pick a random number. Seven, Seven churches we want to see planted in the next 10 years. Why not? <laughs> it's Vision Sunday. And so, so you know, we need, we need a church planting force, man. We need people to say, we're going to start a, a small group in that area. We're going to pray, invite our friends, our neighbors. It's that simple. And guess what? It grows. There's people here today who are just, just uh, relentless at inviting mates. Why? Because they've encountered Jesus Christ. Their mates are saying, you're different. And suddenly people are coming to church. It's that simple. So in all kind of seriousness, we're looking at what's ahead, although we haven't made massive plans. But it's vision. Please come and step into that. You know, on you I will build my church. Are you living in Ingleby? Are you living in somewhere and you think, oh, Connect Group's too far away from me? We'll start one and gather some mates. And just see what happens, what Jesus does through your life. Honestly, you'll be absolutely amazed. So that's kind of some celebration moments. Of course, we haven't got everything right. We can still see all of the gaps, all the mistakes. We can still think, oh, you know, we'd wish that could be better or we could perfect that. We're a work in progress um, and that's okay. But I want to spend some time and just welcome George. Let's give George um, a round of applause. We love you, George. George has just flown back from Paris uh, just to come and do this uh, talk. And um, George's going to share numbers. I know you're all itching to see the numbers, aren't you? Um, but talk to us about numbers and teams, George. Cool. Hi, everyone. I'm George, for those who don't know me. And before I get onto the numbers, I just want to introduce the rest of the trustees because we're the, obviously the leadership team. Everyone knows who they are. They know what they do. The trustees kind of operate in the background. So I want to introduce who they are. I want to tell you a bit about what we do, and then we'll go into the numbers briefly. So if the trustees want to stand up, please. We've got Joseph, who doesn't want to stand up. <laughs> so around the room, if everyone just takes a look, we've got Lauren over there in, the, in my left-hand corner. Yes. We've got Ian with a great beard, and we've got Joseph, and there's me, and there's Joe as the senior pastor. Great, guys. You can sit down. Thank you. Um, Trustees stand up into role, they generally spend about three years doing it and then they'll step back down. So 
Technically, I'm the chair. All that means is I'm the dude who calls the meetings. I make minutes, but everyone has an equal say. And I was just in a kind of a public forum. For those that know Mike Burns, Mike Burns has done this for years and years and years, yeah. and he's recently stepped down. He's not here today, um, but it would be great when you next see Mike just to say thanks for all the work that he's done. Yeah. Um, so what do we do? Big picture, we sit alongside the leadership team. Um, we don't have any say over the leadership team, but we sit alongside them and we support them. Um, and we meet, we have to meet a minimum of four times a year. At the minute we're meeting slightly more, but we're responsible, big picture, for the legal status of the charity. And predominantly that's the finances, uh, which we'll get onto in a minute. Um, Quite a few of the trustees, not me, have got business expertise, so we try and feed that into the leadership team as well. Um, and it's also our job to ask awkward questions. Um, so if we may not necessarily agree or disagree, but we'll front leadership and we'll be accountable to leadership and we'll ask those questions where need be. Um, we also have oversight of numerous areas. Um, so for instance, Ian and I look after the building. Um, Joe will look after all the staff because that fits into her job remit. Um, Lauren heads up some of the HR and again as a team we're starting to grow around this. And Joseph's got the most challenging job as he heads up all the finances. So if you've got financial questions, Joseph is your man. Um, it's really important that we're accountable to people as well. Um, so we are accountable to the leadership team. We're also accountable to um, the regional oversight. So a guy called Dave Bass who's recently stepped down from that post. But yeah, we're not the top of the triangle by any means. What you really want to see are the financial slides. So if we can bring up the first slide. And these figures are just really broad brush. Um, we don't have time to go into the nitty-gritty. If you want to know more, then please come and speak to me, and we'll arrange a time where we can talk about it some more. But big picture, stuff in the green is income. Uh, in the orange, which if you're colorblind, is on the left-hand side, it's the expenditure, and the little slice in the middle, the yellow slice, is the faith gap. And when I saw these, I thought, wow, those numbers are quite big. Um, so income is nearly 59,000, expenditure, is 62,000 big numbers and our faith gap is about 3,000 pounds. If we go to the next slide. So this is looking at where we get our income from. Okay, so the majority of our income comes from you guys, comes from tithes and offerings, which is, yeah, Elijah's gonna touch on it more, but that biblical sense of giving part of what we earn. Okay, and that's, about 49,000. The blue triangle is really important, that's gift aid. Okay, and in essence, gift aid, if you don't know, is money for free. So it's really, really important. If you're a taxpayer, and again, Elijah will touch on this later on, but if you're a taxpayer, please, please, please tick the box that you're a taxpayer, give us your details, because we get 25p for, back for every pound that you give us. So it's money for free. Okay, it's money that the government give back to us. It's really important. It, it makes up a significant portion. And then through external bookings, it's about £1,600. So that's you know, renting the hall out. That's hopefully renting the church out for weddings in the future and so on and so forth. So that's a real area of revenue that we'd like to see grow. If we go to the next slide. Okay. So the previous one was how we get our income. This is how we spend it. And this is probably where you're going to have questions. Um, if you have questions, that's fine. I'm not going to take questions today because we don't have time. But top right, Joe's already touched on it, staff. And this is something as a group of trustees that we thought pretty long and hard over. And we really want this place to grow. It's part of our mission statement. And we were finding that we weren't growing because we didn't have the processes and the procedures in place for us to do so. And so we thought long and hard about, and we sought Vineyard UK's guidance, and that's where, yeah, aspects of, right, you need an administrator came from. Right now, it would be great to employ Joe as part, and part of her role, as she's already unpacked, because what we need is Joe's time. And it's been really great to see, just in the last two weeks with these guys on board, they started on the 12th of November, just the, the processes and procedures that are already building. So you guys, you should have more contact from the church. You should be aware of what's going on. Uh, there'll be more things happening. And so it's just slowly and gradually beginning to build. So that's quite a large 
chunk. And obviously there's Paula as well, and she does fantastic work, as Joe's already touched on. Um, ministries. Ministries, big pictures. We budget all the way through your children's work, youth, outreach, all that sort of stuff. Again, I'm not going to unpack it, but it's great that we're spending such a massive portion of our income on ministries, and we'd love to see that increase. We'd love to. And if you want to know more about those ministries, come and chat with me uh, later. Not owning a building is great because you're not responsible for it. Owning a building obviously has uh, wonderful advantages. We get to run alpha courses. We get people in the building. We can you know, really reach out to our local community and we can use it as a tool, but it does come at significant cost. Okay. It's not about the building, but in the same sense, we've got to make sure that when people come into the church, they feel welcome. Like the toilets, for instance. The toilets before, if you didn't see them, were horrible. They didn't make people feel welcome. They didn't make people feel valued. And so a large portion of that cost of nearly £17,000 was the toilets. That cost us £13,000. But it's, it's worth it. Okay. And this is something else. We, we, you know, we'd love to go forward and make this place more practical. Um, just as we give part of our own earnings, the church, everything you give us, we give some of that away as well, and we give that to Vineyard UK. And then everything else, that's quite a big number, and again, we can unpack that later. But that's broad brush what we're spending our money on. Great. So really, from me, and Elijah's going to touch on this, comes a challenge. You know, we, we, we'd, it would be great if we could get more people, as Elijah's already touched on, in terms of coming from the community into the congregation, into the core. And I'm going to say, and I know it's uncomfortable, but part of that is your finances. Okay? And for us as a, a group of trustees, what's really useful for us is to know what's coming in every month. It's, it's great that people um, tithe by putting money in the basket, um, but for us to have direct debits in place, then actually we can budget. We can look at what staff we can take on. We can look at where we can um, put money into the community. And it, it enables us to be far more efficient and effective. Um, I'm probably going to leave it there, Elijah, because you're going to touch on how and the what. Brilliant, thank you. Brilliant, thanks. Thanks, George. We're almost there. I know it's been an interesting Sunday, hasn't it? But I think a lot of us would just value um, all that's been discussed and shared. Uh, there's a piece of scripture that says this, prepare the horse for battle, uh, but the victory is the Lord's. And it's this idea of some of us, we are like, kind of like gunslinging heroes of the faith who will just go and do things and trust the Lord. For others, we are com- complete control freaks and you know, everything's, um, everything's listed and we're not doing anything unless it's on that list. And actually, there's a real tension in Scripture of, you know, we've got to, we've got to um, write the lists. We've got to anticipate and plan and be wise with every part of our lives. Absolutely. But interestingly, and, and Scripture tells us too, that there's this, this idea as well that we've got to leave room for the miracle, that God's got to move. You know, it's his victory. He will come through. So you saw the faith gap. The faith gap isn't, man, these guys are being irresponsible. You know, we've, we've taken a faith gap, taken some more, some more staff on. We can't meet all of the costs, but we know and we're compelled that God has called us as a church to, to rise up. And there's lots of ways that, you know, we, we give with time, we, we, we serve with time. But equally, there's a piece um, that we don't talk around too often as well. It's uncomfortable, which is around the financial piece. And um, we've just uh, got these. These are brand new today. On each of your, uh, your tables, you've got this brand new envelope. If you open up, it actually says Teesside Vineyard on the inside. It's all about the detail. And um, the idea is that this is like just, you know, we're going to introduce this as a part of our worship. Now, if you're new to our church, this is not about us going around with a bucket saying, give to us. No. But we've talked about that relational thing where Jesus said to Peter, will you come and follow me? On you, I'm going to build my church. And for some of us, we know today, and we've known for a few months, that God is calling us deeper. You've known that in your life. He's calling me to be a part of this. I am a part of it. I'm involved. I'm just, I'm one of the people here. And actually, um, there's a piece of scripture at the bottom, Malachi 3.10. And it says this, bring all tithes into the storehouse. What's a tithe? There's 10% of what we earn. The idea that God gives us everything. It's not ours. But actually what he gives us, he gives us to steward. So bring that into the storehouse, into the local church, um, so there will be enough food in my temple. 
So we can plant churches. We can employ and staff. We can run alpha courses. We can give resources and Bibles to people who are journeying in faith. We can be a blessing across our communities. You know, I don't think I need to go into too much detail on that stuff. And then it says this. If you do, says the Lord of heaven's armies, I will open up the windows of heaven for you. I will pour out a blessing so great you won't have enough room to take it in. This idea, and do you know what? The only piece of scripture where, where God says, test me, guess what? It's in finances. Test me and see what I do. And it's so uncomfortable to give, to give away, isn't it? The, the thing that gives us the comfort. To put more in the bank means I'm safer. I have more security. It doesn't make sense to give my money away. But actually, can we begin a journey today? Is he calling you to build his local church? So we wanted to show you the finances today. And we can go through all the details if you want to know. You know, it's, you know this is your church. This isn't our church and we're sharing it with you. This is our church. But equally, we wanted to show you because we want to invite you that we are just starting a year in. There is so much more to do. There are so many more people to reach. If every person in Teesside was in a local church, we'd high five and go home. We've done it. We've got work to do. You've got work to do. God is calling you. Jesus locks eyes with you and says, you, I'm going to build my church on you. So for some of you, it's a conversation with your wife. It's a, it's a, it's a thought process. For some, it's a, I need to digest this. I can't afford to, to give that. I can't pay my bills. And, and, and this is a journey between you and Jesus. This is not a rules of a local church, give to us or else. No way. This is a relational piece. But for those who can say, Lord, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try this. I'm going to try and give. I'm going to subscribe today. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sign up. And there's, and there's different ways you can give. And I'm going to see what you can do. But can you imagine the results? This time next year, we'll do the same thing. And we'll look at the giving that's increased. We'll look at the impact. Because some things we can't do because we can't afford to. Look at the impact that has been done. Because you said, you know what? I'm trusting and I'm all in. So these envelopes will become a part of our regular worship. And dead simple, um, we can, there's bank details on there for those who are savvy with direct debits and bank transfers. We, as George said, it's good when we know what's coming in because we can budget and we can, we can um, put that to good use. Equally, we're going to introduce, uh, introduce this new system, which is the card details. So we're not passing the pin and chip around, I promise. But uh, for those, you can uh, fill in your details close the envelope and put it in the offering basket and then midweek uh, the finance team will process that and you can tick on that as well, I want to give one off or, or monthly, um, whatever works for you, if that, if that works for you it's another option and then for those who carry the cold hard cash, which I don't anymore, I never have any cash on me, you know, they, they can be put in as well but it's this idea as a church that we've, look at what's happened, look at the vision we've got to see this happen more. To, to see lives change, to see this room fill, to run more services, to impact more people, to see our nearest and dearest come to faith in Jesus Christ. Will you answer the call? Will you answer the call? What can you give and commit to? So I'd love us just in this moment of worship um, to, to prepare our tithes and offerings now and we'll, and we'll pop these in the basket for those who filled in the, um, in the connect cards please pop that in the little envelope and, um, and then we'll, we'll pass the, the basket round as well but let's just pray on that we've, Lord we've heard a lot today we've got to celebrate the lives that have been transformed and Lord there have been a lot of lives transformed and people walking closely with you but Jesus, equally, we're in bits about those who we love, those who we know, those we see and do life with, who we can never picture coming to faith. And Lord, we want to see lives transformed. We want to create spaces where our mates and our loved ones and our community and our region come to know you. That Lord, in a year's time, we would see this room packed and ten times over of people who have come into faith or are on a journey with you. And Lord, even in this room today, for those who have come to church for the first time, or perhaps have been a part of this place for a while, who haven't made a commitment to follow you, who haven't invited you into their lives as their Lord and Saviour, that Jesus today would be the day. That as you knock on the door of their heart, they would say, Jesus, come into my life. Come and be Lord of my life. Come and lead in every area. I've tried it my own way. It doesn't work. And I need rescuing.
And thank you, Jesus, when we say that prayer, when we take that step, that our lives are forever changed. Not just our earthly lives, but eternity. And Lord, that's what's at stake here. Eternity for so many people. And Jesus, we just finished with that picture of you calling Peter into a deeper relationship with you. And Jesus, 2,000 years on, you are still calling your church to pursue you. All in. Trusting. Obedience. Serving. Gifting. Finances. The joys and the anxieties. Lord, we're all in. We hold nothing back from you. And Lord, with that comes sacrifice. With that comes a commitment. A growing up. And saying, actually, we commit to building your bride. The thing that you are most passionate about on this earth. Your perfect body. We're in. So Lord, today, help us to be generous. Would you release uh, just a joy in this place? That it wouldn't be a, this is my money and I'm clinging to it. But instead, Lord, allow us to have faith to trust. And we can't wait to see the results. And we pray these things, Jesus, in your name. Amen. So let's take a moment to prepare our tithes, our offerings. For those who are new in church today, don't even touch your wallet. This is not about grabbing your money. But for those who are feeling the call, let's answer. Perfect. Great. Uh, can we stand where we are? Um, and I want to, um, just, just for a couple of moments before we go into sung worship, we, um, there's something about uh, a Vision Sunday. There's something about, you know, even those guys who are here today for the first time perhaps, you know, God calling people to be a part of this community, which is brilliant. And we're so excited. But I want to just, uh, I want to take a moment in the busyness. Um, can we have uh, the leadership team and the trustees up at the front please, really quickly. The leadership team and the trustees up at the front, just right down here. Brilliant. Now, there's something about uh, commission. Uh, Jesus uh, giving us authority and saying, yeah, Lord, we, we're going we're gonna to hold. Let's have you down here, guys. We're going to hold and we're going to run with what you've given us. And there's something about praying that in. And then there's something about an invitation as well, which we're going to come on to. If we can do it before next Sunday, that would be wonderful. Come on, guys, let's shuffle, shuffle down. Okay, let's, let's, let's huddle in. So we've got, um, so we've got, we've got also, so I just want to say a huge thank you uh, to Josh as well. Josh and Teresa, who have uh, been on the leadership team. And, you know, we've been for a year just, like, foundations, working things out, pushing things forward. These guys have done so, so, so much. And um, just, we thank you. Thank you both. Um, and what we're going to do is we're going to uh, put... Push your hand out. We're going to just bless these guys. We're going to commission them. We're going to pray for them. We're going to thank the Lord for them. Let's get together. We are friends, you know. Let's squeeze in together. And, um, and let's just reach your hand out. Let's bless them. Lord, thank you for this team. Lord, uh, we, uh, we thank you that you've called us. Um, just like St. Peter. Uh, to, to, um, and let's, uh, we got the, uh, got Rick and Terry as well down here. And um, just to, you've called us, Lord, to, to hold your church. Lord, I want to thank you for each person here who has just faithfully served and carried the thing that you care about. Lord, I thank you for their hearts. I thank you that they have sacrificed time, energy, finances. Uh, there's been frustrations. There's been joyous moments. Lord, it's been a real journey. Lord, thank you for these guys. Lord, and we just, again, as a team, recognize that you've called us to build your church. We recognize the invitation to, to, to stand, to be counted. And Lord, from this moment again, we just commission this team, these people, their families. And Lord, we ask for your anointing and your blessing, your holy seal all over their lives, that they would know your presence closely, hear your voice daily. Father, that it would be a blessed time of, of carrying church. How you promised that uh, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Lord, you invite us into a community around the table, into a relationship. Not to be pressured, but to enjoy in the spoils of pursuing you. 
Lord, bless this team. Would you bind them together as they carry this church? In your name we pray. Amen. And they don't go anywhere. We're almost done. Um, but um, but we've, as well, we've added another little thing to the church. I know you're thinking, what now? But, but we've, um, with Rick and Terry, um, and, and uh, you know, Teresa's been obviously in the pastoral stuff, uh, and, and Keith kind of pastorally just loving people. Um, these guys have stepped on as well just to, to tell us to pray for you, to love you, to pick up the phone. You know, just we're adding elements of just care and support. So I'll give them a big cuddle afterwards and say, welcome to the team. You know, we love you, but thank you as well, Rick and Terry, for all you've done uh, for Joe and I as well this year. And then there's you guys, and you haven't got off lightly. So we want to commission you, don't we, leaders? We want to stretch an arm out to you guys and commission you, the church, the body of Christ, the vibrancy of what he's doing on earth to pursue all he's got for you. And for you to say, I'm in. For you to respond to that invitation this morning. And, uh, and Lord, we just pray again, like Acts 1.8, that, uh, that we gather in fear, we gather in, uh, in, in thinking, we have not got the answers, but we are strengthened by your power. And Lord, today you promise for every person in this church, for us as a church, your power, your spirit, your authority, your anointing, Lord, would you come in power again. That for those in this building today, it would be a case of saying, I'm all in. That God, you would commission each and every one of us to forever transform this region and beyond. And Lord, I pray for those in church today who feel like I have, I have not got the ability to, to lead, to, to carry things, to be counted on. And that Father, in our strength, in our weakness, sorry, as we lay things down, there's a real strength. And Lord, our call comes from you, the King of kings and the Lord of lords. And in that, that's all we need. And you promise your presence. Holy Spirit, would you come and empower? Would you rest on us, your servants? Would you fill us and embolden us to change this region? Lord, would you bind us together in community? And would you add to our numbers daily? Lord, this year we want to see many more people come to faith. Many more people released from anxieties and pressures. We want to see many more people dream about planting churches and changing workplaces. Father, we want to see many more people be baptized and pursue you with their whole lives. And we say, Lord, do it. In your name we pray. And the church prayed. Come on, guys. Amen. The Lord God says to us this morning, I haven't called you for what you can give to me. I haven't called you for what you can do for me. I have called you because of the love that I have for you. There isn't one person here where I don't have that love for. Each and every one of you are as precious stones. You are my beloved. Okay, we're going to finish in a moment. I want to give an invitation. Rick's just said, for those who have never invited Jesus into their lives, who have never... who've never uh, perhaps said it and just feel like they're so distant. Um, I want it to be really good to you right now, and this might bomb, but we don't care. Uh, and that invitation, and this isn't, when you put your hand up, this isn't, oh, that's the answer to having Jesus, but it's just so we can pray for you. Uh, if you like invite Jesus Christ into your whole of your life this morning to be your Lord and Saviour, your rescuer because you need rescuing, I'd love you to raise a hand. And we're going to get people to come and just pray for you, and uh, as you inv- invite Jesus, which is the greatest adventure to come and lead you. And you know, brilliant. Thank you, Jesus. Can we put a hand on? Can we just, can we bless Sue and others? Perhaps praying this in their heart and their lives. And an invitation to Jesus, uh, for those who want to pray this prayer. It starts with a prayer, a prayer that we mean. And it says, Jesus, I know in my life, I haven't got it all together. 
I know there's been times where it's been uh, pretty messed up. I've said things, I've done things. And I realize I'm not clean. But Jesus, I know that you are the answer. I believe that you died and that you rose again. And that as you rose again, sin's curse on my life is gone. And Jesus, in this moment, I invite you, the risen Lord, to be in every part of my life. Would you lead me? Would you guide me? Would you be with me? From this day forward. And Jesus promises to answer the call. And that's it. It's good news. And as we say that prayer, we're forever changed. And Jesus, we thank you that as we say that prayer, our souls are power washed. That we are free. That we are your children. And that we are forever in your hand. And Jesus, we thank you today for the salvation that has happened in this place. And Holy Spirit, we pray, would you come and add to the work you've been doing? Would you fill up those who said that prayer? Would you point them to the Father? That they can become all that you have dreamed for them, that you know of them. That, Father, you would call them into holiness. And Holy Spirit, we ask that you would move right now. You would come in power and with joy and with lightness. Jesus never gets old. Thank you. Thank you. And as we give our life to Jesus, heaven applauds. Heaven applauds. Did you know that? Heaven applauds. There's a party going on right now. Forever changed. Thank you, Jesus. What a Sunday. Let's do it again. Come back next week. Come and join the journey. And we're going to invite each and every person here to stay around for food. We've got a huge feast over here. Let's be community. Let's put an arm around someone. And uh, it's been brilliant to have you. Thank you, Jesus. Continue the work. And the saints prayed. Amen.